0: Hurricane Dorian is prompting CMS to release emergency efforts. Breaking news is the subject of today's QMC EMS Board and Collar. We're glad you joined us. Welcome to the QMC Board and Collar news and thought-provoking discussion for today's emergency medical service professional. The Board and Caller podcast series is brought to you by QuickMed Claims a national leader in emergency medical transportation revenue, cycle management, and reimbursement consulting. Now, your host for today's Board & Collar podcast from QMC's business development team, Chuck Humphrey. As we record this podcast, our fellow Americans in the Southeast and Mid-Atlantic states are experiencing the dramatic effects of the monster Hurricane Dorian. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services Issued Medicare Learning Network, MLN, Special Editions, SE19017, pertaining to Puerto Rico, 19018, pertaining to Florida, 19019, covering Georgia and South Carolina, and 19020, pertaining to North Carolina. These SEs are complete with accompanying press releases, including information regarding suspension and enforcement activity relaxation, waivers and flexibilities, disaster preparedness toolkits for effective state Medicaid agencies, access assurance to care for Medicare Advantage and Part D programs for the states that have so far been impacted by Dorian's wrath. We can almost schedule a podcast on this subject once per year these days. The United States has repeatedly been thrown into disaster relief and mitigation as storms of this caliber grow in intensity. Natural disasters, the caliber of Dorian, force emergency services into immediate action. News and social media feeds featured streams of ambulance strike force convoys rolling into the affected areas from the northern and western states. The emergent nature of these events necessitates a quick response from EMS. Although these transports are extremely critical to protect patients from harm in the moment, these transports often do not fit quote unquote normal medical necessity criteria, or even origin and destination requirements. Once the storm has passed, and the danger no longer lingers, it's then that those of us in the ambulance billing office realize that seeking reimbursement to cover the cost of providing the emergency transportation services is elusive. Considering that Dorian is a slow mover, and impacted these regions for now well over a week as we record this podcast. Both directly and indirectly, one can begin to add up the costs of fuel, wages and overtime, logistical support, and costs of all sorts, not to mention the lost revenue resulting from daily transport volume and billing interruptions. It all can be quite staggering monetarily for EMS agencies involved in the evacuation and disaster relief efforts. Who pays these bills? So consider right up front that the traditional insurance payer sources may not be the same players delivering the reimbursement stream to cover these unexpected costs. Medicare and Medicaid have allowed exceptions in the past using programmatic waivers based on Section 1135 of the Social Security Act. Under Sections 1135 and 1812F of the SSA, CMS has the ability to issue several quote-unquote blanket waivers for the impacted geographical areas where disasters strike. The intent of these waivers is to prevent gaps in access to care for patients impacted in emergencies such as Dorian. If a blanket waiver is issued, then the waiver spells out the healthcare access gap that will be covered by the exception. If no blanket is issued, ambulance providers and suppliers may still apply for an individual waiver specific to their situation. Today's MLN SE communications point healthcare providers, including ambulance services, to the CMS March 15, 2019 Medicare Fee for Service emergency related policies and procedures document regarding Section 1135 waivers, and specifically refers ambulance agencies to Section F of the document, which covers ambulance services. The section outlines how an ambulance service may be paid for evacuation transports in times of disaster, but certainly does not guarantee payments for these transports. This section also outlines the use of the DR or disaster related condition code, and the CR or catastrophic slash disaster related modifier, which can be used when submitting resulting claims for payment of the spur of the moment interfacility type transports. In all, the document includes 10 separate question and answer guidance instructions covering the scenarios and the how to's for eventual billing, after the emergency situation has ended. We recommend the following. Since the rules for billing these incidents are vague and situational, we highly recommend that EMS agencies take the following steps. Number one, document. Be certain that you and your staff have documented the unique circumstances for each and every disaster transport in the greatest detail possible in the resulting patient care report or PCR. Second, record. Record who requested the ambulance transport. Capture the person's title and role along with the nature of the original request for ambulance transportation. Third, collect. Be sure to collect any and all insurance payer information, next of kin information, and archive the names and contact information for any and all persons that are affiliated with each patient. It is important to record, in writing, the origin and destination location for the patient and maintain and archive all supporting written documents that you were provided prior or during the transport. Of course, attempting to obtain and secure an appropriately signed physician certification statement or a PCS whenever possible is also highly recommended. Fourth, act. Finally, don't be afraid to act to file for and request special exceptions whenever and wherever possible and at all levels, both governmental and commercial payer source based. If all else fails and you find that your agency is now on the hook for unreimbursed costs that are disaster related, consider filing a request for reimbursement with the Federal Emergency Management Agency or FEMA or applicable state emergency management agencies. The result may be surprising. That's all we have for now. Our hearts and our minds go out to those affected by this massive storm. We wish all emergency service providers uh, safety and well-being and thank you immensely for the time and the service that you have provided during yet another weather-related crisis. We're glad you joined us today. Thank you for joining us for the EMS Board & Collar Podcast. We look forward to talking with you again on future podcasts and do be sure to subscribe on the major podcast channels to the EMS Board & Collar sponsored by quick med claims thank you for your time and be safe out there